This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. This is episode 886 of the 49ers Rush podcast, and I could not be happier than to be anywhere else but right here because I've got a fun one. Now, I've been traveling, I've been packing, I've been doing all these crazy things, and I apologize to those who... It's been a longer response time <laughs> to some of the questions and emails and Twitter uh, things that have come into our DMs. And I just want to say I apologize about that. You know what? We made a commitment on this show that, you know, we were going to do our best to respond to everybody that takes time to reach out to us. And it's it's a lot of work a lot of times, but it's wonderful. And so I do apologize. We're a little behind. So today I went back through and kind of lumped in as many questions and comments as I could to create this show. The title is the 49ers roster is, and then it's just, you know, ellipses. There's so much stuff out there right now in the off season, right? Where people are ranking, you know, defensive lines and this roster and well, skill positions. And I love those things because this is a time to get a little bit out of the Niners bubble and start looking, you know, kind of comparing what the Niners are, not versus the Niners, but versus other teams. And so I'm going to try my hardest to use some of these things that have been put out there by people like ESPN and Mike Clay, um, PFF, and whatever else, to focus, one, on the defensive side, and then, two, on the entire roster together. Um, so that's what we've got in store for today. As always, Mad Scientist is behind the scenes. Clayton, he's killing it. So he's going to be getting to your questions, comments, and concerns. So get those up in the chat. He'll star those. Once we're finished with a little bit of our scripted show, we'll get into a little bit of a Q&A. So we don't jump to your question right off the bat for the live audience. Love all the hashtag CCs. Don't worry, we'll get to it. Um, but the offseason is a time to blend the past, the present, and the future. 
And if you're just joining us, you know, we've been doing these best of series where we go through the numbers of the 49ers, the uniform numbers. And so we're going to start off with uniform, the best to ever wear number 21 for the 49ers, which I thought would be easy. But I had a couple conversations with some people, including Wade. There were some disagreements there. Uh, that's okay. And then we'll finish it with the best number 22. So number 21, I'm curious. Whenever I say number 21 for the 49ers, who is the first player that comes to mind for you? Because I think we're going to get two different answers. Now, <laughs> um, and I'll go through. I think there's three legit options that are, you know, Hall of Fame type worthy. There was one, you know, not a lot of players have worn this number for the 49ers. R.W. McCorders, he's not one of the top three. I had him fourth. You know, he played for two years. Amazing returner, whatever else. First round pick out of Oklahoma State back in 1998. He played for us for two years. But he was a returner, decent defensive back. Nothing great with the Niners for the first two years. Played really well for Chicago. He only played 11 games for us. Started 11 games for us. But, yeah, it comes down to, you know, for me, it was easy. Frank Gore, and it was not even looking back. And I, I'm seeing a lot of the, you know, people putting up Gore, 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 Frankie, all that stuff. Steven says, yeah, put that back up there, Clayton, if you don't mind. Even though he was only here for one season, I'm going to say Deion Sanders. So, for me, I put Deion Sanders third. Um, And, and I get it. Defensive player of the year. The Niners have only had three defensive players of the year. That's it. The, the whole entire phrase, like Dana Stubberfield, who we don't like to talk about, Deion Sanders, and then Nick Bosa this past year. That's it. Which is weird. That's a low number. Um, and Dion was incredible. You know, we're doing our 1994 watch parties on Zoom every Wednesday. And this Wednesday, I'm kind of sad about it. Um, today, today at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, it's our last one. We're to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> so tonight um, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, we're going to be watching the uh, Super Bowl. And we're going to be chatting and hanging out and all that stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you haven't made one of those, it's available to every single Patreon member at every single tier. I've already posted the Zoom link and all that stuff over at Patreon. Come hang out with us. Um, it's the last opportunity this offseason next year. I've already got some ideas, but I don't want to share those just yet. But it's been fun just uh, building the community and getting together for an hour and a half and just watching the game together and talking through things. And Dion was everything. There's no doubt about it. So let's look at Dion's numbers. Now, again, I only care about what you did for the 49ers. I don't give a damn what you did for the Falcons, Cowboys, Washington. Don't care. Doesn't impact me one way or the other. Man, you could make the argument Dion's one of the best players of all time. Don't care. That's not what's important to me. What did you do for the Niners? He was great. Came over in 1994. He got an 18 AV score from Pro Football Reference for his time with the Niners, which is crazy. You know, um, he only he only started in 12 games for the Niners. He didn't play the first three games. He got injured, sat out a game. Um but whenever he was in there, he was incredible. There's no doubt about it. Six interceptions. Three for, three of those were pick sixes. Gets into the playoffs and played incredibly well. That Dallas game was everything, right? Uh, which we watched last week. The Dallas game was everything. He even got a vote for MVP that year. Um, the MVP votes, only four players got votes. Three of them were on the Niners. <laughs> Steve Young got 74 votes. Barry Sanders got 22 votes. Jerry Rice one vote, Deion Sanders, one vote. Um, yeah, demerits for what he did for the Cowboys, says Mike. I'm with you, Mike. I like the way you think. Um, th those are negative points, not positive points. And so I look back at Deion, again, I personally am not the biggest Deion fan. Uh, a lot of that's just because, you know, we worked in shared facilities in Dallas, and I saw the way he treated people there, but he's doing some great things in the college game. Uh, but no doubt about it. Was he the best player defensively? That year, do we win the Super Bowl without him? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, he did put us over the hump. There's no doubt about that. And he helped one of the key pieces in getting that fifth championship ring. So I understand that. But how do you measure somebody that played 12 games for the Niners against somebody? And nobody mentioned this player. Eric Wright. I have Eric Wright way ahead of Dion. 
that dude played for 10 years with the 49ers every single game. Two Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, four Super Bowls, four. Eric Wright was awesome, too. We, we had the opportunity to hang out with him last year when the Niners played um, the Dolphins. He came to our Rush Road Trip, hung out, signed autographs, did, like, a panel of questions. I got to ask him questions. It was so cool, man. Um, but, yeah, like, how do you – somebody that played 12 games – how many games did Eric Wright play? Let me pull this up real quick. I got it right here. Eric Wright played 110 games. Now, at the top of their game, yeah, Dion was better. There's no doubt about that. But it's not like Eric was chopped liver. He had seven interceptions in 1983 and two pick sixes, right? So if you look at the defensive player of the year for Dion, he had six interceptions and three pick sixes. And it, it they're, he's pretty damn good. 18 career interceptions, played the entire year. Entire career with the Niners and four Super Bowls. Like, come on, man. Um, so anyway, and if we're just looking at the AV score, the approximated value from pro football reference, Eric Wright has a 69. Nice. Deion Sanders has an 18. So if you, you know, extrapolate, if Deion played that way for 10 years for the Niners, yeah, for sure, I'd put him up there. But I had Deion third, I had Eric Wright two, and number one, Frank Gore, not even close for me. But this is three quality members. This is this is three great 49ers players. You know, you had the story of Frank Gore coming off, you know, not one, but double ACLs. What he did was crazy. Five Pro Bowls. The, the, the knock on Frank Gore is he never got an All-Pro. Never did. Uh, he got pretty damn close. The best year of his career was a 2006. Listen to this year he had. He didn't get first team All-Pro. 1,695 rush yards, eight touchdowns, 61 receptions, 485 yards with another touchdown. He had 2,180 total yards offense and didn't get first-team All-Pro. Not his fault. LaDainian Tomlinson that year had 2,300 total yards and 31 touchdowns, perhaps one of the greatest running back years of all time. And so if you look at the top two or three years, Adrian Peterson has, you know, whatever. CJ2K rushed for 2,000 yards. Uh, Frank Gore's second best year. It's just victim of circumstance. Nothing Frank Gore could have done. He did it. Like, <laughs> nine out of ten times, that's an all-pro year. Uh, but he didn't get it. Never got the Super Bowl. That's what sucks. But what he, he, he did was incredible. And, you know, he was in the all-decade team for the 2010s over those guys because he was just so much more consistent. He played 10 years with the Niners. Listen to these numbers. It was just with the Niners. 11, 000, over 11,000 yards, 64 touchdowns, 342 catches, 2,883 receiving yards, and 11 touchdowns. If you just look at what he averaged for a decade, 94.3 yards per game. Over 148 games. So consistent. Um and I, I just I, I love it third all time you know rushing but again not all that was done with the Niners because he went on and played forever after the Niners um which sucks because we got rid of him for Carlos Hyde and not that Carlos Hyde was bad but he sure as hell was not Frank Gore uh, he had a lot more left on you know the tires one of the things that I think is interesting and I think this kind of settles the debate as well. The Niners have not let anybody wear number 21 since Frank Gore left. They haven't retired the number, but they're not letting anybody wear it. I think that says a lot. You look at somebody like the great Joe Staley, who I consider one of the best offensive linemen of all time in 49ers history. That dude left. They gave 74 away the next year. Two years. They, they waited one year. But nobody's wore 21. And so I think that's huge. Um and here we go. Uh, Dave says, regardless of what he did on the field, everybody raves about him as a person. The very first 49ers rush road trip was because of Frank Gore. Uh, reached out to the agent, kind of figured that out. And shout out to Scott. That dude's the best. Uh, he, he he made everything happen. Um, yeah, we threw that party down in Miami for the, the, the Super Bowl. And that's whenever I thought, like, hey, man, this could be a thing. The podcast. Now here I am doing it full time even in the off season. And a lot of that is because of Frank Gore. Like I, that was the first time that I saw, Holy cow. There's a community that needs this. 
this is a need that could be met and filled. Let's figure out how to do that. And that's how the, the rush road trip thing was born. Um, but yeah, Frank Gore, you know, my son's favorite player and just incredible. So that's the best number 21 for me. Um, yeah, right here, Josh. Thank you. He says Gore will be on the coaching staff soon enough. He's been working. I sat in through the draft, just watched, observed, learned. That's huge. And so I'm really hoping we get to the point. If he wants a spot, he gets a spot. Now, if you look at the running back position, we have not one but two great running back coaches at Aaron Lynn and the great Bobby Turner. Bobby Turner's been around for a long time. And I think Frank Gore would be a natural. Oh, not that I want Bobby Turner gone. That's all I'm saying at all. I'm just saying as things progress forward, you know, Bobby Turner had to take a year off a year ago. Frank Gore, baby. Woo. Give me a little shimmy. You get excited thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like, gosh, I just want greatness around if I'm the Niners. That's what I want. I need it around. He is greatness. And just such a cool dude. And still the high point. I, I, yeah, you know, I didn't think about this beforehand. But the high point of, you know, since I started doing this thing, which we're on seven years now, was doing shots with Frank Gore. That was the coolest thing before the, the night before the Super Bowl doing shots with Frank Gore. Are you kidding me? What? Oh, love my job. Love my job. Now, this year, we got a lot of stuff planned. And if you're going to a game, it's simple, guys. We got you covered. Going to 49ers games is awesome. But what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community. And we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together. Night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. Yeah, come party with this, guys. Now, the first question that I want to lead into this, and this is going to trigger our bigger conversation on today's episode. It comes from at Sac Francisco on Twitter. Love that handle. It's Sac Fran, then the number six CO. Uh, he's great. We, we always have good interactions on there. He asks this question. He says, uh, sorry, my cough drop just like slipped out. <laughs> he says, all bias aside, do you think that there will be any kind of regression with the defense in 2023? Simple, awesome question. And there's there's ways to look at this. And, you know, we have diagnosed and gone through and talked about, okay, these draft picks, these free agent signings. Okay, we lost these guys, these comp picks. Uh, Second-year progression with guys like Drake Jackson. And so we have done this from a Niners perspective, which holds merit. There's no doubt about that. You, you get a lot of information out of that and i think we'll do a little bit of that as well but i i want to look at it from a different angle right i, I want to look at it from a different perspective and see just through the last three years so i, I did a three-year analytical study not on the 49ers on the top defenses each year year and out year in year out and how those defenses did the corresponding the following year 
Okay. So did, did other teams regress regress? Have there been teams that have had sustained success? Because my first answer is, okay, the 49ers were first in points, first in yards, first in, I don't know, about seven or eight different categories, whatever else. So I wanted to simplify this as much as I could as I did when I coached. The number one metric, if you could pick, okay, what metric you wanted to win as a defense, it was points, right? We shut them out. They don't score on us. They don't get in. So points was what I wanted to go by. I know there's a lot of people smarter than me that are like defensive EPA and, you know, yards per whatever, over expectation. Those are great metrics. I'm not knocking those. I'm telling you, as a coach, you don't get those numbers. In the NFL, you do. In college, you do. High school, we didn't have those, right? I mean, that's just a whole nother thing. So I wanted to simplify this as best I could just so we could have the conversation on, on points allowed. And there's flaws using this metric. I get that. I know there's somebody out there who's like, yeah, you should. I get it. That's what we're going to use today. So how do you get better than number one? First off, you can't. One's the best. Best there is, plain and simple. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, not first, you're last. So defensive production has been very hard to replicate. It There's certain things that you can predict, right? Like you can predict certain you know, wide receivers are going to have certain yards and, you know, running backs are going to get this many touches. But overall, defensive production is difficult. Schedules change, road games, you're traveling, injuries. It, it's hard to, to replicate. However, let's go through how these things have looked. So here are the top five defenses back in 2020. And as we go through this, I think we'll see something, okay? So in 2020, this is all points allowed, okay? So the fewest points allowed. Rams were first, Ravens second, Steelers third, Washington fourth, Saints fifth. Okay, that was the top five. Now, let's go to the following year. And we're going to jump back and forth, so I'm going to try to use the years as much as possible so that it tracks audio-wise for the people that are listening. Um, 2021, the following year, here's the top five. Bills one, Pats two, Broncos three, Saints four, Bucks five. Huge change. Huge. Only one team that was top five in 2020 made it to 2021 top five, and that was the Saints. That was it. That was it. Saints went from fifth in 2020 to fourth in 2021. All other ones dropped out. In fact, let's go back to 2020, and I'll tell you where those teams finished because it's bad. Rams went from first in 2020 to 15th average. Ravens went from second in 2020 to 19th. Steelers went from third to 20th. Washington went from fourth to 25th. And the Saints went from fifth to fourth. They're the only ones that went up. The only ones that repeated. You've, you're talking the four top defenses in 2020 dropped to 15th, 19th, 20th, and 25th. Pretty damn hard to replicate. Now, <laughs> the Rams are a little bit of an anomaly there because they sold everything to get to where they were. They got it, and then they just crumbled, um, and they're going to be down there for a while. Now let's do the same thing for 2021 to 2022, right? Because, all right, based on that little piece of data that we just you know extrapolated, it's saying replications pretty damn hard, okay? So 2021, again, I'll repeat. Bills one, Pats two, Broncos three, Saints four, Bucks five. That's 2021. Now let's go to 2022. Number one, 49ers, Bills two, Ravens three, Jets four, Bengals five. Guess what? One team, one team only was on there, and that's the Bills. And now when we talk 2022 Bills, you've got asterisks next to it because they played one fewer game. The DeMar Hamlin thing, which is way more important than, you know, these stats, but they were second. However, eh, they didn't even play a full schedule. They only had 16 games against them. So their defensive numbers are going to be better. You can go back and then you can do, okay, well, how many points per game? I didn't want to play with all that. Just put the asterisk there and we can use them as an outlier if you want to or whatever. So let's go back, and I want to tell you how the 2021 teams, where they landed, okay? Bills went from first in 2021 to second, but that's an asterisk there. 
Pats went from second to 11th. Broncos went from third to 15th. Saints went from fourth to ninth. Bucks went fifth to 13th. So again, one team repeated. That's it. So this data tells me, again, you know, that is pretty damn hard to replicate. The Eagles weren't in there. Dallas wasn't in there. Like these teams that get regarded as these top tier whatevers, not there. They they haven't. They didn't make one appearance. Dallas didn't make one appearance. Eagles didn't make one appearance. Not there. So with you know these three years of data, only two top ten teams were able to replicate. That's it. Two of the top ten teams because you had five top ten from 2020, five top ten from 2011. Only two of them did. The Saints and the Bills. And the Bills are an anomaly. Only one team improved, and that was the Saints. They went from fifth to fourth. So. Is it likely that these teams, that the 49ers, will be able to do what they did again? No, it's not. In fact, statistically, they're saying there's no chance in doing this. But look at Brett. Look at Brett. I see you, Brett. We have too many starters on defense for us not to be top five again. Brett, I agree with you. I agree with you. So now, let's step back. We looked outward. Right, just from how consistently these things can be replicated, and the numbers say not likely. However, would you take the 2023 49ers defense or the 2022 49ers defense? For me, it's not it's not even close. You're adding here's what it boils down to. You got to pick one of these three things, okay? Or two things. I'm just gonna give you two on one side. You've got Javon Hargrave, Isaiah Oliver, Jair Brown, okay? Javon Hargrave, Isaiah Oliver, Jair Brown. On the other side, you have Jimmy Ward, Charles Menehue, Samson Ebukam. Now, I know that it's more complicated than that because replacement-level players, Drake Jackson, you got to throw all these other things, everybody's older, but I don't, I don't care. In my opinion, this is the crux of the issue. Would you rather have Javon Hargrave, Isaiah Oliver, Jair Brown, or would you rather have Jimmy Ward, Charles Abinahue, and Sanson Abelcom? I don't think that there's a wrong answer either way, but if we're looking at the roster itself and the players that are on the field, I'm taking Javon Hargrave, Isaiah Oliver, Jair Brown by a mile. By a mile. Now, yeah, you could talk Emmanuel Mosley. You could talk about Debo. You could talk about all those things. But from a player perspective, who's the best player out of those six mentioned? Javon Hargrave by a mile. Who's the second best player? Probably Jimmy Ward. You know, we don't know what we got in Jair Brown. We don't. We don't know. Isaiah Oliver's got a little bit more of a track record. So we'll see there. And then once you deal with that issue, wherever you stand, now you got to talk defensive coordinator. And this is a little bit more muddy. D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes. You could make arguments for this is better than that or whatever else. We don't know because we haven't seen this fit yet. Dave, what's up, Dave? He says, Wilkes will improve the secondary and won't mess with the D-line or linebackers. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I like that. I do like that. You know, my favorite quote, let me see if I can find it. Um, oh man, I did I delete it? I'm gonna be so mad if I did. Yeah, my my favorite quote that I have had from Wilkes is you know, tweak that that's it. it. Like tweak embrace, but tweak, embrace what they've done, but tweak just a couple things. And I think that's it. So uh, I don't think that this is the right clip, but again, the question is how will the 49ers look defensively with Wilkes in? Let's hear from Wilkes himself. Number one, I hope we um one of our goals we talked about trying to lead the league in the least ex explosive plays. I think we gave up too many last year. So hopefully you don't see that, you know, uh, the fastest and quickest way to win a game is through the air. So uh, as great as those guys may be playing up front, we got to make sure we secure things on the back end. So we don't want to give up explosive plays. That's number one. And two, we got to make more plays on the football, you know, uh, interceptions and then find a way to get in the end zone with those. Th that's it, man. Limit those huge explosive plays get more turnovers. And if you look at the way in which they drafted, every single person is a ball hawk. 
right? You, you bring in Daryl Luter Jr., you draft him. He had 12 career picks. Jair Brown, 12 career picks. You go get Deshaun Jameson, a whole bunch of interceptions, undrafted free agent. You get Jalen Graham, interceptions, interceptions. You get D. Winters, you know, fumbles, fumbles, interceptions. You get Robert Bill Jr., forced fumbles, sack fumbles. It makes sense. So here's what I'm going to say, okay? And th this would be the final bit on the defense before we jump to another one, unless we got some good comments. I'll say this. If Vegas put out a, a bet, a prop bet today for the 40, 40, the 49ers being 2.5, right? The over-under on points allowed per game, two and a half. That basically if they're first or second, you win. If they're third or lower, you lose. I would bet the under if it was the 49ers are two and a half. So you're either you win if they're second or first. That's it. I would take that bet because I do believe that this team is that damn good. I do. I, I think it's better. Defensively, I do. Now, I like this. And shout out to Clayton for, you know, helping me with these comments. Coach Cruz. He says, my only concern is will Wilkes be as aggressive as Ryan's? He can't be less because the 49ers are one of the, like, the least blitz-heavy teams in the NFL. Wilkes has carried a much higher blitz rate through his career than the 49ers have over their last six, or I guess, yeah, six years. Um, you know, that's going back with Sala starting all the way into, you know, what D'Amico did. And, and a lot of that has to do with your linebacking course so damn good. You don't have to. Um I think it's going to be more aggressive. I do. And not necessarily. Okay. When we say aggressive defensively, coach, I think what most people hear is blitz, right? Okay. Well, what's a blitz? A blitz is when you bring five or more players. The 49ers run a traditional 4 2 5. Four defensive linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs. That's our nickel package. Used to be referred to as a sub package. We're in nickel 74% of the time. Okay, so if you bring more than four players after the quarterback, that is a blitz, quote, aggressive. Now, the NFL's hot topic today is simulated pressures, okay? What does that mean? It means you're blitzing theoretically, but you're still sticking with your idea of four, not quote-unquote aggressive, not quote-unquote blitzing. These are called fire zones. These are called stunts. These are acting like you're blitzing, but not, right? You could all see Dre Greenlaw. You see it in your head. Dre Greenlaw, it's third and four. <laughs> Dre Greenlaw and Fred Water walked up over the center. Oh, we're blitzing, we're blitzing, we're blitzing, and then they back out, right? Like, you still only brought four. It looks like you're bringing six. And you got the line calling everything out and moving all that stuff, and it's frantic. They snap the ball. You know, Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw back up. You still only brought four, but it's it's a simulated pressure, right? That's the idea. And what Steve Wilkes has done really, really well is fire zone blitzing, which means you bring Isaiah Oliver off the edge. You bring a Talanoa Hufunga off the edge. You blitz a Fred Warner up the middle, which would be five, but somebody steps back. So you're still bringing four, but now you've got, I don't know, fill in the blank, Drake Jackson, you know, dropping back in the hook to curl zone and getting his big paws up. You're still just bringing four, but it looks like you're bringing five. So I do expect a lot more of that. We'll see. And I we're not going to see it until weeks one or two. Um, probably going to see it a lot week one going against, uh, what's his name with Pittsburgh Steelers? Kenny Pickett, young pup. Um, you know, he, we're going to have young quarterbacks play a week one no matter what. Uh, they're all young. They're all young. And so that's going to be fun. That, that's one of the things I want to see is more simulated pressures. I love keeping all the players back just because if you get caught in a five or six man blitz and there is a broken tackle on the backside, that's where those big plays jump in. And what did we just hear Steve Wilkes say? We gave up too many big plays last year. That's the area we got to improve on. Well, how do you solve that problem? You don't bring five and six players repeatedly. But what's the second part of his thing? We got to get more turnovers, make more plays with the ball. Well, how do you do that? You bring five and six men. So, yeah, it's what it is. It's that's kind of rough for me. Um, now, I was scrolling the old Twitter machine, which seems to get harder and harder nowadays. 
And I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Jordan Elliott. He, he's been on the show. I, I consider him a really good dude. Um, he's awesome. He writes, does, puts out stuff. His his Twitter handle is at splash underscore cousin. Uh, just so uh, if you want to follow him, he did a breakdown, a film breakdown where he cut all the clips of Fred Warner. Um, he, he charted six snaps in the playoff game this year where Fred Warner was either, he either carried CD lamb vertically or was the nearest defender to CD lamb in coverage. Okay. So it happened six times in this game. Lambs, CD lambs receiving totals. That game was one catch <laughs> for six yards. And the other was an interception by Warner. Look at, oh, what's up, Paul? How you doing, man? He says, Jordan is one of the best. His Twitter feeders fire. I agree. I, I learned a lot from Jordan, and he's just a good dude. So, yeah, I mean, these are the things that you are allowed to do because of who Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are. They're mismatches because they're so good versus the run that you can have light boxes. Light boxes are huge because now you don't have the deficits in coverage. You don't have the isolations, the one-on-ones, all that stuff. But you're not sacrificing running the ball, which the 49ers were best against the run in the NFL, right? Because of how good Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw are. Uh, but anyway, I, I just thought that was one thing that I wanted to continue carry on on this defensive argument, that you have the mainstays from 2022, right? You got the defensive player of the year coming back. You got the two hyper-athletic linebackers that are plus players and pass coverage and run stuffing. It just, I just can't see how it gets worse. Can't get better. Maybe it could be, but can't get better than first. I don't know. I, I just think, I think it's interesting. And, you know, whenever I keep going back to it, keep going back to it, keep going back to it, it's just like, gosh, the personnel's better. The coaching's different. I like the DB focus. That's going to be interesting with Wilkes. I'm taking it, man. That's all I got to say. I'm taking it. Now, for those of you, fantasy is around the corner, baby. And some of you guys are already in it. And if you are, we got something for you. If you play fantasy football, chances are you love to have the best information and access to everything that you need to know about every single player involved. Well, guess what? We've got this for you. And listen to me whenever I tell you this. I subscribe to this. This is a good friend. Mikey's the freaking man. We kind of came up in this industry together. He's crushing it in the fantasy world. So support somebody that's very similar to the 49ers rush. Bet on himself. Puts elite content. Crazy, crazy work. It's unbelievable. Go to basementbrewedff.com slash sign up. Make sure you use promo code 49ERS49ers. That's going to get you 10% off their season pass. And again, this is... Uh, you get access to everything for less than one beer a month cost. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So, again, if you want customizable, like, they're going to give you everything that you need to win. And this isn't some gigantic corporation or anything like this. No, you're betting on a small business dude that's already got several hundred signups. I mean, this dude's crushing it already. So go jump on board, basementbrewedff.com slash signup, promo code 49ers. The link is in the description of this video or audio podcast, wherever you're listening for. So what are you waiting for? Go win your fantasy and dynasty leagues now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's get to our second uh, topic that I want to do. And it's it's similar to the defense, but a little bit more broad. This comes from Silent 49ers fan on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him. He does a great job. His question, a little bit long. Um, oh, what's up, Paul? He says, already subbed. He's going to help me make big waves in the Scott Fishbowl. Of course, Paul, you're in the Scott Fishbowl. You freaking celebrity. Um, you're the freaking man. <laughs> That's awesome. A um, little bit of a longer question, but I think it's it, it's important. He, he asked this. This is what he says. Mike Clay of ESPN ranked the rosters of all the NFL and had the 49ers eighth. He had, and I'll go over the total, you know, the top eight 
rosters and the ones he put ahead of the 49ers. He says, these articles really bother me. The 49ers should be no lower than third, in my opinion. What, if anything, do you take from articles like this? Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for the question. Here's the order, okay? This is Mike Clay of ESPN, who I think does really good work, very thorough work. Um, I'm not the biggest ESPN fan, and, man, it's been rough lately with all the layoffs that they're doing, and it seems like almost all the people that they're laying off are the old uh, – how do I say this? It, they're laying off all of the people that just do good work um, and aren't clickbaity. If you're clickbait, ESPN kept them almost all. Fired all the people that just do really good, sensible work that educates. Not that it all fits into that parameter, but man, it's it's ESPN's got a long ways. And it's weird because I constantly like jump in and out of this, like, oh man, I should try to go after one of these jobs, or you know, I've done a couple interviews for a couple companies, or I should fight to get my credentials and all these things. And it's like, man, you know, I've had those opportunities. And whenever things like this happen, I just constantly go back to, man, like, why? Why? Why have I fought so freaking hard? Why have I done almost 900 episodes for over seven years and all this stuff? Like, I want to do the content I want to do. I don't want to do stuff that people want. Like, you know, I don't know if this makes sense, but it, it just, I have taken the layoffs that are happening at The Athletic and ESPN and all these other different, you know, major sources as, and just keep doing your own thing because nobody can take this away because this is this is ours. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it, television is dying. Fable, I'm with you. It's just different. And so, like, I want this to be ours. You know what I mean? And I'm happy with that. And I think that's a good thing. But man, it just it sucks, man. I hate seeing people um, down on their luck. So I ho hope good things for those that get laid off. I, I want to see everybody be successful. But anyway, back to. The rosters. Mike Clay, I think he does good work. I disagree with almost a lot of stuff he does, but I do think that he puts time in and research in, whatever else. So his top rosters, Chiefs number one, I get it. They won the Super Bowl. Eagles two, understandable. Bills three, Dolphins four, Bengals five, Cowboys six, Chargers seven, Niners eight. All right. So first off, Let's talk about what this means. Those are all pretty damn good teams, okay? The criteria that he went through and whatever else, yeah, whatever. He talked about how the 49ers are where they are because of the offensive line and the quarterback. Also talks about the secondary. That's where I think a lot of people have issues. PFF ranked all of the units of whatever, you know, one through 32, a good article, and there's a lot of stuff you take away from it. PFF didn't even have the right five starters. They had John Valenciano, I think, starting over uh, Brendel, which is possible, but no, look at the money. <laughs> look at the money. So, like, I get that the Niners' offensive line isn't sexy, and it's not. Who the hell knows who Spencer Burford is except a Niners fan? Nobody did, right? It, Colton McKivitz. How do you know who Colton McKivitz is? He's a fifth-round pick. Got cut. You don't know who that is. Who do you know? Who knows who Jake Brindle is? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not sexy. And, and the Niners, the way that they built that is not sexy. Now, you got Trent Williams. That's sexy. Um, but it's not that, like, you don't have first and second round picks littered all across your offensive line. So I understand that. But that's the Kyle Shanahan way. It's one of the most friendly offensive line systems in the NFL. And so you don't have to have those huge first, second round picks everywhere. Yeah, you'd like to have those, but you don't have to. You're returning four out of five starters. And people say like, oh, they lost McGlinchey. Does anybody here feel like we lost McGlinchey? Like, like that's a huge loss. McGlinchey's good at run blocking. There's no doubt about it. But good. We've seen the positives and negatives of McGlinchey. And I'm glad he got paid, but I'm also very glad that he is elsewhere. And I hope he dominates. I hope he has a Pro Bowl season. I hope he does great. But I don't feel like it's a major loss to have Colton McKivitz out there. I don't feel like it's a major loss to have Matt Pryor out there. Maybe I'm a crazy person. Um, so the quarterback stuff, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. And I totally get that. But... <coughs> 
to be in the top eight rosters, I think it's important. And, and again, remember, how many teams make the playoffs? 14, seven from each side, right? You got the one that gets, sorry, I'm getting choked up over here. Not because I'm like passionate about anything, just been talking too much. I recorded two episodes before this, so it's catching up to me, but that's okay. Here's what I will say. A lot of people doubt what the 49ers can do because they don't understand it. When you look at the Chiefs, they've done it. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, whatever else. Cool. Eagles, flashy, first-round picks everywhere. Got it. Bills, it's simple to bet on teams with these high-caliber quarterbacks because that's just what the NFL has been. If you got a top-rate quarterback, you're going to do well. Bengals, good. How could you disagree with that, right? Now, here's what I will say. And I'm not asking you to block out the quarterback position because I think that's dumb. But I am asking you to compare rosters. The Niners are (laughs) second to none. There might be people on the same tier as the 49ers, but they literally have all pro players at every single position. And I'm sure I'm going to leave somebody out, but here it goes. I'm just going from memory here. Christian McCaffrey, all-pro player. George Kittle, all-pro player. These are players who have all-pros, right? Trent Williams, all-pro. Debo, all-pro. That's four on offense. That's four. Yeah, Paul, our roster is stacked. Been saying this. Yeah, it's on, that's just offensively, defensively. Yeah, Nick Bosa, all-pro. Fred Warner, all-pro. Go to the back. Talanoa Hufunga, all-pro. That's not even mentioned Javon Hargrave. Now, Javon Hargrave, you look at just kind of what he's done. He he doesn't have the accolades. He's got one Pro Bowl. (laughs) But (laughs) he's got one Pro Bowl, but he's also got all those sacks. You know what I mean? 11 sacks last year. Gosh, and didn't make the Pro Bowl. Didn't make the Pro Bowl last year. 11. They've got talent everywhere. They've got coaching. They've got superior coaching. Would you take the Chargers over the 49ers roster? No, and I think the Chargers roster is good. But I think with Mike Clay, who's a fantasy guy predominantly, stud quarterback Justin Herbert, great offensive line, nice wide receiver options. I get that. Dan says we have third stringers that would start today on many rosters. Yep, yep, you're right. Uh, I mean, Aziz, I don't consider a third stringer, but he was our third linebacker. He's now the number one linebacker in Tennessee. Number one. He's going to be calling their defense. You look at the Cowboys. Cowboys got a good roster. They have the worst coaching staff. The eh, Not the entire coaching staff, but it's pretty bad. You got a quarterback that led the NFL in interceptions and missed games. Oh, man. That, that, that's, that's a lot. That, that's just a lot. So uh, the Bengals, I get it. They lost a lot this year. Dolphins, roster's packed. It's packed. What are you going to do about their quarterback? So th- th- that's – I really do think that it all comes down to, you know, the second part of silent 49ers fans' question is, what do you take away from articles like this? I think it's a lack of understanding and almost a hedging of bets to bet against good quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy doesn't make sense. Everybody's written off Trey Lance completely. Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. But Kyle Shanahan in this roster, it's it, it's a mistake to bet against them. They're built to win games in the playoffs. What roster would you take? If, if you, and I know we're all 49ers fans here, and that's not a bad thing. But if you wiped all the logos and uniforms off and you had to pick, okay, these are my 53, no way in hell the 49ers are eighth. Now, they don't give out championships for Mike Clay's ranked rosters. And they shouldn't. But to put them eighth is, that's pretty weird. You know, I I said last year that I thought the two best rosters in the NFL before the season started were the Eagles and the 49ers. Um, And I still believe that. I still think that is the case. And I know the Eagles lost a lot and they added a lot of young pups. But those two teams are just built. They really, really are. 
So anyway, uh, let's get to real quick the best number 22 ever. Then we'll get to a couple questions. Um, the best 22 ever is interesting because there's there's a lot of numbers or names there that were fun. A lot of recent ones, to be honest with you. Uh, if we just look at Jeff Wilson Jr., Jason Verrett, Matt Breida, Mike Davis, Carlos Rogers, Nate Clements, like – there's a lot of names. Amp Lee, y'all remember him? Ah, oh, Tyrone Drakeford. There's a lot of those guys, but there, there's only a few that I thought you know were really worthy of jumping in and breaking down a whole bunch of stuff. Carlos Rogers was great with us. Yeah, he was with us for three years. Uh, his only Pro Bowl was with us whenever he was 30 years old. His first year, Tim uh, McKayer from 1986 to 1989, he got a 24 AV score, which was awesome. He was a defensive back. Third round out of UT Arlington, the Mavericks, baby. Um, four years with the Niners. He had 16 interceptions. He was on the all-rookie team in 1986. He had some good years. Vic Washington. That was a fun dive. Uh, 1971 to 73, 27 AV score. He got snaps at running back, fullback, wide receiver, defensive back, and returner back in the 70s. Fourth round pick out of Wyoming. Made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Dude did it all. He led the NFL in all-purpose yards in 1986 as a rookie. Or, sorry, I got the wrong year on there. My bad. Uh, not 1986, but as a rookie, he led all of it. Forced 10 fumbles on defense, 26 forced fumbles for his career. <laughs> the dude did it all. But Dwight Hicks, uh, I wanted to spend just a little bit of time on him just because I'm not quite sure we get all of our Super Bowls without him. And he was that damn good. From 1979 to 85, he had a 66 AV score, which is off the charts. Free safety, he had four Pro Bowls with us, two Super Bowl victories. He had nine interceptions in 1981 and was AP All-Second Team. That's ridiculous. Four fumbles recovered. That's 13 turnovers. Dwight Hicks absolutely crushed it. Uh, seven years with the Niners, just played incredibly. But I remember... I've gone back and watched this game. In the Super Bowl versus the Bengals, the 49ers fumbled the opening kickoff. And so the Bengals got the ball, were driving down. They were inside like the 10, about to score a touchdown, go up to you know start the game. He picked off uh, the ball. We drive down. We, we get the opening score. 49ers go on to win that Super Bowl 26-21. to Talk about game-changing. You know what I'm talking Like, that is awesome. And so the best 22 ever for me, uh, Dwight Hicks, that's who I'm going with. Uh, look at that. I love that, man. Oops, sorry, Clayton. I messed you up. He said, I wish I got to watch Hicks in the years he played. I, I love it, man. And so that that's what's up. Yeah. And I love balancing these different genres and just, I don't know these guys. This is before my time, before my time. So, I'm hoping that the amount of time and energy that is going into all these players and researching, hopefully for some of you old bucks, it kind of brings them back. But for the young guys that don't know these guys, it just puts it on the radar. This is a storied franchise. that's got some great freaking people a part of it. And Dwight Hicks is by far one of those. So that's best number 22. So let's get to some questions. My voice is doing much better now. So let, let, let's pause the, let, let's pull these up, Clayton, and let, let's get to some of these. All right. Thomas, he says, as much as I love my Niners and will end up supporting whichever quarterback who starts, even if it's not the one I want, but a big dog quarterback who could bring you 80 yards in 20 seconds is invaluable. You know, I mean, we can go back to the clip that we just heard from Steve Wilkes. Limit big plays, right? That's the defense's goal. Well, what's the counterside to that? Offensively, you want big plays. You know, there was, there was a metric. Let me pull this up because I think that this is interesting. I saw this on Twitter, and I thought it was really, really interesting. Warren Sharp put this out. The average length of Patrick Mahomes' touchdown passes. Okay, this is air yard. So how far the ball travels in the air. 2019 was 17.3 air yards. That's He's bombing it. 2020, 13 air yards. 2021, eight and a half air yards. 2022, four and a half air yards. 
Do you, last year, Mahomes threw 41 touchdown passes. The average on those touchdown passes, the ball traveled four and a half yards. Only one of those traveled more than 19 yards. I I stated that the appearance of the deep ball is enough to open up all those lanes underneath. And there, there were some people that kind of shot back at me, and not that they're wrong. I don't know how to justify that. Tra Patrick Mahomes ain't throwing the ball deep. He's attacking horizontally. Now, everybody's scared that he can't throw the ball. I know Tyreek's gone, whatever else. But what do we take away from that? You look at Brock Purdy. He's not really throwing the ball deep either. And people are like, oh, dink and dunk quarterback, whatever else. I want to do a whole show on this. And I've got a whole bunch of scramble notes that I got to kind of like piece together. But uh, here's what I will say. When Vic Fangio came into the league and what he did with the Niners, it was this new concept of shell coverage manipulating inside gaps so that you can have lighter boxes, which I've talked about here earlier, so that you can keep everything underneath. And you're going to force offenses to nickel and dime, nickel and dime, nickel and dime. And the, the philosophy is this. If you're going to score on us as a defense, you're going to have to have a 12 to 15 play drive with no mistakes. You get a holding call. We get a sack. We get a tackle for loss. You're done. you got to be patient and execute to perfection. And that's what the NFL has gone to. That's what the Niners run. You have these two high shells, cover three, cover six, quarters, whatever else. The single high stuff that no teams don't really do that anymore. Teams don't run cover zero. They don't run man free very often. And so everybody's backing stuff up and just forcing underneath, forcing underneath. Well, what has Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan done? They've said, okay, I'll take all that underneath. I'll take it all. Here's how I'm going to beat you. Christian McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, sprinkling a little Juwan Jennings, a little Kyle Juszczyk. I'll, I'll take that. Boom. Quick, 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 quick. And then we're going to make you miss. And we're going to turn those two, three-yard gains that you give us into seven, eight-yard gains. And we have no problem executing these 12 to 15 play drives. Because, you know, back to your question, I <laughs> how do I say this? <clears throat> Everybody is scared of the deep ball. We just heard the defensive coordinator say, we're not giving up big plays. That's what the deep ball is. And so I don't know, man. I, I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy there is. And I really hope we get to see him at some point. But part of me says, man, with the way the NFL is now, I feel like the defenses are overcorrecting to the deep ball. I don't know. Dink and dunk. Eh, doesn't sound so bad with Christian McCaffrey and Debo. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I like the big plays. I really, really do. I, I just think they're finding a different way to get those. Um, Brett, he says, an elite quarterback would swallow up cap space. Uh, we distribute this round to the squad to give to an elite roster. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We have very cheap quarterback room. Yeah, I know that Trey Lance is getting some money because he was a high pick. Sam Darnold's got decent, you know, salary, whatever else. But we're on the back end of that big time, big time. And that allows, yeah, two more years. Yeah, two more years. You got to decide after this year what you're going to do with Trey. And then you'll have to decide after the next year what you're going to do with Brock. But the problem is going to solve itself organically. You don't have to force it. I constantly want to remind everybody the 49ers are in a very healthy situation cap-wise, and this situation is going to solve itself out. I know everybody wants to talk about who's going to be week one starter and crown this person as the quarterback of the future. Eh, pump the brakes. It's going to figure itself out. It's going to figure itself out. So it, we'll get there. We'll get there. Niner Cali boy, what's up, man? He says, John, what are your thoughts about Leon O'Neal Jr. giving up football? Oh, that hurts. It's not for everybody, man. Um, you know, he was the prized undrafted free agent out of Texas A&M last year. Came over. Man, was bad. Did not fit. Um, had some issues with character. He gets cut by the 49ers. Goes and blasts them on social media. I don't know why you would do that. Didn't get picked up anywhere. Looks like I, I don't know the whole situation. So if I'm missing something, I apologize. And I want to be sensitive 
to him as a person because that's a that's a human being we're talking about. A young human being at that. And I hope he I hope it goes well. But man, football's rough. Uh, coaching's rough. And I'll say this, if you don't enjoy something, we're in the one place where you can do other crazy stuff. I literally talk about grown men throwing a football all day, and I freaking love it. And I'm thankful, and I appreciate you guys, especially all the Patreon subscribers, because that's why I get to do what I get to do. But, yeah, you, you go do something else. You don't have to freaking swing a hammer your whole life. My dad was construction, right? And he wanted me to take over that. And I hated it. I hated it so much. And yeah, he had a lot more money than I'll ever have. But man, that dude did not like Tuesdays. Or what is today? Today's Wednesday. He didn't like Wednesdays. I love Wednesdays. Today is awesome. And so find something that you enjoyed. I hope he finds that. Uh, but yeah, just, I liked his tape. I remember, I think I had a fifth round grade on him. He went undrafted. And I remember he just had so many missed tackles. Uh, that was my thing with him. Uh, that I didn't think he'd fit. But uh, anyway. I hope the best for him. Dan, what's up, man? Will Charvarius or Talano Hufunga be the voice of the secondary on the field? Thinking of Sherman and the field uh, leadership. Oh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Talanoa. It's easier from the safety position. Position Talanoa is vocal. He's more used to it. Charvarius Ward is an outside corner. That doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah, it, that's, that's going to be Talanoa. Now, it doesn't mean leadership or, you know, if if Charvarius Ward speaks up, you listen. And it, one of my biggest, ugh, I'm mad at the 49ers. I love them, right? But Charvarius Ward should be at every press conference from now until the end of times. He's the funniest dude on this roster. He is hilarious. I love Charvarius Ward. But they won't let him get on the mic because he's too damn funny. I wish we need more Char Ward press conferences. That dude is awesome. Uh, he is hilarious. He is hilarious. So uh, let's see here. Flynn, wasn't the whole problem with Drake in college that they made him drop back in coverage? Well, no, no, no. They weren't making him drop back in coverage. They were splitting him out in coverage and running go routes. He was defending go routes 40 yards downfield. He was playing off-ball linebacker. It, like, no, no, no. You... Let's say the 49ers blitz on average 11 plays a game, which would be an increase. I think last year they were at about nine plays a game. So the simulated pressure, let's say you just continue to blitz nine plays a game, okay? Blitz five or more man pressure. But what you can do is twice a game on second down, have Talano Hufunga blitz off the edge and literally just have Drake Jackson take three steps back in the hook-to-curl zone and spy the quarterback. That's two plays a game, right? So I'm not saying I want this dude guarding, you know, tight ends. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, it's just a spot zone. It's called a fire zone drop. Every team in the NFL does it. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll see there. Uh, Wad says, yeah, it was hilarious. He and Jackson literally drop back and backpedal and, like, turn and run with the go route. Like, yeah, USC was they were freaking bonkers, man. Uh, what's up, Juan Salas? I love that, man. Um, Dan, how do we get Frank Gore's strength and conditioning regimen in today's locker room? One, nobody trains harder than Frank Gore. He trains down in South Florida. I forget the name of the agency, but I listened to this hour and a half long podcast one time a few years ago about the Frank Gore treatment. And it's stupid. Uh, he goes in an hour and a half before the workout and gets a line. So like Frank Gore's thing that's really, really big is alignment. Like, he goes through a full chiropractic session. He goes through a full massage. He goes through, like, acupuncture. He does all that before he works out. Works out nonstop. Then he goes back, gets treatment, treatment, treatment. He did that every day in the offseason. It's 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 like a whole thing. You can probably find it online if you just type in, like, Frank Gore treatment. Like, the amount of money that he has spent on his body throughout his NFL career. And now he's boxing, too. Like, there's a re it's not... People think it's just like an accident and like, oh, he got lucky. No, 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 no. Go find it. I need to figure out where it is and I'll tweet it out or something because like I was listening to this thing. I was like, that's bananas. He does all of that. He does all of that. Like goes through this hardcore stretching routine, all this stuff before he just worked out, before he lifted weights. It's not, it's not an accident. Frank Gore is Frank Gore. Uh, look at Josh. He says, we want Gore Jr. Yeah, he'll be draft eligible next year. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't done film on him yet, but that would be refreshing to say the least. Um, 
let's do this last one here unless there's and let's let's close it up uh josh says our defense is used to do the ddc being on the field i i'm, I'm confused here wilkes being in the, oh here we go i got you the defensive coordinator being on the field steve wilkes will be in the booth will be the biggest adjustment the good news is you've got three of the best position coach coaches returning uh kusarek holland um who am i missing at dbs ah this is gonna drive me crazy oh no i know this uh this is gonna make me so mad here we go uh, it's holland it's kosarek i'm not gonna forgive myself and bullocks golly one of my favorite guys defensive backs coach um you got those guys on the field and they've been around all of them for five plus years with this team not concerned about that at all especially whatever you have fred warner who's got the speaker um the green dot not concerned again you've got a pro bowler or an all pro at every level nick bosa yeah you're fine not a concern at all um not a concern at all so not not too worried about that it might be a little bit different but you have coaches at every single position of the niners every single level all three levels and not concerned at all so uh man fun show guys hopefully you guys enjoyed this as much as i did Whew. Man, that was a lot. Now, tonight, reminder, hey, man, we're hanging out over on Zoom. So go to uh, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast or just Google 49ers Patreon. We got a free trial. You can join little for as little as uh, nothing and come hang out with us tonight. Watch the Super Bowl 1994 49ers Rush Chargers. Relive the old glory days and have a good time. But until then, next show, baby, I'm excited. Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.